1: Legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit THamptonLaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471, THamptonLaw.com. We're back. It's time for the 2024 Urban NerdCon. Join us in Atlanta, Georgia, April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel. Special guests include Underworld creator Kevin Grievous. Gary Gray from Fairly Odd Parents. From Nickelodeon, Giovanni Samuels. The Science Machine, Michael Green. The Sci Fi Sisters. And from Spaceballs and Star Trek Voyager,
0: Tim Russ. Hi, I'm Tim Russ. Join me April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia for the Urban NerdCon. Our heroes, our villains, our stories. Everyone Con. I'll see you there. Live long
1: and prosper. Visit theurbannercon.net to get your buy one, get one free badges before the price increases. Remember, our heroes, our villains, our stories. Everyone's Con. See you there.
2: Yeah.
3: I love my HBCU And boy, I love it, love it I love it, love it I love my HBCU And man, I hope my team they won, one. I hope my team they won, Man, I hope my team they won, one. I hope my team they won, won. yeah. I, I, I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab To see my team wanna love If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth But if they want, keep tired I'ma do the dab, yeah Dr. Ville, you yeah, know what he be talking about. Talking Mike about Mike and Charles. Talk, they know what they be talking about. Yeah, they yeah, talking They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. Yeah, if you know him like I know him, they're going tell him you if your team, team if they want to laugh yeah, and huh, the
4: about.
3: So listen to Professor. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, And sir. pay attention.
4: He's going to teach yes, a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Ville inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington Charles Bishop. Welcome to episode 481 of Inside the HBC Sports Lab show and podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBCU for all things HBCU sports from institutions large and small from the NEIA to the NCA. We share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics, facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBCU sports. Short and simple, we call it the HBCU sports pedagogy. But before I go any further, I just want to give a personal round of applause to both Charles and Mike, particularly Big Mike, not being on the side, and the fact that the brothers, the team, is all together again. This is two in a row. <laughs> Let's give it up. Two in a row. As we count down the five minutes, we made it work, man. I appreciate y'all. I, 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 appreciate, I appreciate the
2: comment. I love you to death. I've known you for thirty years. I sense uh, a morsel of shade in that comment. <laughs> It's all right. We gonna get into hey, the show. There
4: ain't no Sorry. shade in here. After how y'all treated me on Friday evening, congratulatory. I ain't no shade here, man. I'm just happy. I mean, you talking? this good to we, have good
5: brothers.
4: We, we, we like got it in. We want to shower you with good love and fun. Yeah. I yeah, What it, you, the world can't
2: get much better.
5: Ain't than nothing that, like the brotherhood
2: when we get it in. We got it. We got it. We got it in. Cheers to you. Toast to you. Congratulations and all sincerity to you, Doc. Well deserved again. I can't give enough accolades to you. So love you to death, but 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 you got a little shade in your in your nature. So okay. <laughs> yeah, just a little, just a little.
4: I did a research. I, I read some research out there that said you know when the brothers get together, um, that's a good thing in terms of life living longer. So you know I sent that to the wife and. Man, it made it easier for when I said, hey, man, I got to get out this Friday. <laughs> she said, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's that
5: kind like- of Hey, it's, it's always good when you get the pass. So luckily we all get the pass when we know we're
4: hanging with each other. So hall pass
0: is good. I so.
4: oh, <laughs> <yeah, laughs> yeah. Always. anything. Always. I'm your host, Dr. along with My co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Shout out to all the Lab listeners out there. Appreciate you joining us today as we get it in. We're going to have a fun, packed show with all types of information. You know how we do it. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal out to KCW's 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. With that being said. Today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency, LLC. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. I'm going to go with you, Mike, since uh, you felt a little shaved. Maybe I should be <laughs> nice to you after all. Let you start out with a little news of the day. What direction do you want to go?
2: Uh, let me go this one. Um, I know we're in the midst of basketball season, but um, HBCU Legacy Bowl announces Willie Simmons replacement uh, from the HBCU game day. So and, uh, that around the corner, I believe it's the end of February, but uh, a coaching shakeup has caused kind of a slight change. Prairie View AM and University coach Head Bubba McDowell will now join Team Robinson in place of Coach Willie Simmons, who left for, uh, who left Florida AM and on January one to take a position as running backs coach at duke university mcdowell will join former benedict college head coach uh and new south carolina state coach uh, uh chinese berry as head coaches representing the the siac and SWAC in the third annual hbcu legacy bowl mcdowell led prairie view of course to that six and six season they also claimed the SWAC west title simmons led florida of course to the SWAC championship for 2023 a win in the celebration bowl and a claim undisputed to the HBCU national title as this team finished 12 and 1 prior to the to his departure onto other things so the coaches for team Gaither remain the same Howard University's coach Larry Scott and Virginia Union's Dr. Alvin Park uh Parker so Scott led Howard University to a 6 and 6 record going 4 and 1 and MIAC play to claim the program's first outright title since 1993. So that came on the heels of a five and six season in which Howard won a share of the MiAC title amongst a lot of criticism. So, and of course, Dr. Park <laughs> led uh, Virginia Union to a nine and two record, claiming the program's first CIAA title since the year our Lord 2001, two double out one. So, the Legacy Bowl will be played on Saturday, February 24th at Yeoman Stadium in New Orleans. Narlins, Louisiana, kickoff is set for 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central. Big change, big games. I like it. Hey, Charles, before I ask you your news of
4: the day, you're going to sneak down there to the Legacy Bowl. You know, I've been noticing that you've been running around doing sideline. Getting your, you know, information in, doing a little radio here and there. So, you know, I gotta check nowadays and see if whether you you know, I can sign off on the paperwork that you got another gig. Well, I um
5: uh, I have a big something in front of me. So it'll be a, a little bit tougher to get down to the legacy bowl. I would like to I'd like to get down there in some manner, but I I got some big fish to fry that are sitting right in front of me, some goals that are sitting out in front of me. So it'll be Hard during the month of February to kind of maneuver like I want to maneuver, but uh, that's definitely something that I have uh on the checklist to try to get to. So if if the schedule works itself out, I would, you know, uh, a trip to New Orleans is never bad, you know. See,
1: see,
2: see me <laughs> is cryptic, see me is being cryptic for. and CIA like. <laughs> Come on, drop yeah, the CIA. Yeah, talk. Yeah, I, we all family. I
4: get, it, I get it. Go ahead and put the work in and see you got something in front of you. I know a little bit about that. So
0: you
5: know I, well, 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 I will say once I I have the camera, the main camera. I want to shout out to uh my sins. Uh 30 years uh in the fraternity. Our anniversary was yesterday. 13 to five souls of eternal black and gold. I want to shout out to all my bros from the Delta Five chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha. Thirty Incorporated. 30 years of the
4: That's game. Bad, bro. Appreciate, that. Appreciate yeah. that. Congratulations. Alpha-versary, man. Big time. 30 yeah, years. That's a yeah. lot of yeah. years of putting in work. No the doubt. No doubt. Holding, the holding the highlight. The Look at it, President. The smoke President, was partaking. Uh, uh, the the drink of was of, Yeah. The fam, you rattlers out there. Still celebrating that championship. Got a coach in the mix. I guess I'll go to you to talk a little bit about what else you want to put on the news? So,
5: speaking of which, yeah, let's talk about that, unless you've been on the rock, but there's a formal announcement <laughs> Florida a uh m They stay in-house in terms of naming James Cozy as their head coach, uh, and, and nearly a month after Willie Simmons left for uh, Duke, the school name assistant James Cozy as the school's 19th uh, head coach. He was a rattler gentleman head coach after Coach Simmons departed, uh, the search engine, uh, what was – uh, what some might describe as a bit of a tumultuous process uh, uh, in regards to uh, uh, the stakeholders uh, and, and uh, Tiffany Don Sykes, but then now they have the coach and this is a statement from coach cozy. I'm thrilled. Uh, I'm sorry from, uh, from 80 uh, Sykes. I'm thrilled to announce coach James cozy as our new head football coach, coach cozy's dedication as an interim head coach. And now as our permanent leader exemplifies his commitment to excellence. So when you take a look at cozy, he has, Uh, worked uh, in football for more than two decades and has been a part of three national championships teams. He was a quarterback at Florida state uh, for his first national championship in 1993. Cozy was previously head coach at St. Mary's university in Canada, where he went 23 and 19. He also has been part of FAMU's uh, defense that has ranked among the nation's best during his first two seasons. So, you know, when we take a look at it, coach Cozy has earned the respect of our entire team and coaching staff and will provide the needed continuity and stability to keep our championship uh, program headed on its current trajectory. So uh, one thing that Coach Cozy said, and this is a quote for him, I am eternally grateful to family president, Dr. Robinson, and our vice president and director of intercollegiate athletics, Tiffany Dawn Sykes, for their confidence in me. So the Rattlers, they got the man. They got the man who they wanted, James Cozy. So uh, everything is all right once again. In Tallahassee, everybody <laughs> can take a deep, deep sigh of relief. Is that the man they wanted? That's the man they wanted. They got the guy.
4: They got the guy. Okay. They got the guy. Yeah. So, Charles, uh, Mike. Since I asked Charles this question after this news, what what do you thought the fact that they got the guy? You kind of jumped in there, and so you you think they good? You
2: you, you feel good about the move? Mike, My- I I feel good because it's one that the play the players pushed. Mm-hmm. Um, if the players are behind it, you have that has to be a voice in the room, one of the stakeholders. Uh, so I feel good about it. Uh what I don't feel good but good about, and I'll be quite honest, is this is it's kind of the process to get there. You know, it, it seemed like it took some time. It seemed like uh authority was taken out of individuals' hands at times um but if you listen to the right voices i i think they got the right person i got you i got you shout out to uh
4: Stephen gay for the showing us some love and watching us hey steven man don't don't get in all this talk with these folks about your who you are and what you are do your thing <laughs> let these folks don't don't feel you got to explain yourself to these people do about your business let it let it go with that let me go back to you mike and uh
2: Get a little more news. What else you got on your plate? What do you want to share? Uh, I saw something about the Michael B. Jordan Legacy Classic schedule uh, and how to watch uh, the Invesco uh, Q3 Legacy Classic. Is the uh, HBCU men's basketball showcase uh, created by the award-winning actor, producer, director, all of that above, including the heartthrob of my daughter. So um, there will be an HBCU band showcase in between games. The This year is February 3rd at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Guess what, y'all? That's coming up this weekend. It will broadcast and stream on TNT. The following teams will participate in the Classic, Grambling State of the SWAC, Jackson State of the SWAC, Howard of the MEAC, and Hampton of the Colonial Athletic Association, or CAA. Game schedules have been posted, I believe, 1 p.m. Eastern time, I believe Grambling goes against Jackson State, and then at 4 p.m. Eastern time, Howard goes against Hampton, and so uh, we have teams entering the record uh, entering. <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, all uh, entering the classic. I think Grambling states five and one in swag play. Jackson State's four and two in swag play. Howard is two and three in Miac, and Hampton is 0 oh and nine in. Uh, C double O play, so look forward to that classic coming up. It's going to be big. Also, look for that classic to grow in years coming. So, Man, that's I, that, that's another piece I, of news. I'd hat.
4: be scared if that classic continues to grow. I think they had 13,000 people in there, and you know, I was trying to plan the, the group to get down there. We even got our media passes, I learned today, uh, even though they get you kind of late, and you know, I got to work to see. Uh, how they go about that because uh, it gets a little late to try to book a flight this late in the game. But, but we can different. still get there. <laughs>
6: <laughs> we can, we can a still a
2: get there. <laughs> <laughs> when the wheel does a wave. Mike, yeah, hey, Mike, I. I... I was trying to send a message. (laughs) Where there's a will, there's a
4: way. (laughs) Must must be something about them 30 years, boy. People get a little Uh, more voices after 30 years.
2: (laughs) Hey, we will make
0: it happen.
4: Yes,
2: indeed. (laughs) Don't call him Young Buck no more.
4: (laughs) Not at all. Old
3: dog, old dog
4: in the game. Yes, indeed. Oh, boy. He lied. (laughs) He's getting on that porch. (laughs) <laughs> that ice ice coozi, boy. he don't play. Go ahead, Charles. Give us some more news. What else you want to go with?
5: Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Let's get into some uh basketball, especially uh when we come out of break. But uh a lot of great basketball that we were able to uh, uh take a look at this past weekend. So I'm sure we'll we'll jump into that. But I mean, so much stuff to get into, man. Looking forward to it uh as far as whoo man, the things are just interesting. I mean this uh doctor, the first quarter poll in terms of looking at games around the swag, MEAC, and, and, and things of that nature. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting in terms of uh, the first first few conference games, and now we're through January now. So we got to jump
4: into that.
6: Yeah, we
4: can get in there. What, what's your thoughts real quick before we take this first break? Go ahead and share a little tease. Uh, as we decide when we can jump in there a little more. But what are your teas as you talk about jumping? A quick in? tease.
5: I did not expect Jackson State to go over
4: two this weekend in, uh, with the Florida trip. I did not see that coming. <laughs> That's a perfect tease. We'll take a break, come back. We'll release the polls. We'll do the women's side. And you notice when he said 0 oh, and 2, that was not the women. Uh, that, that was a man. man. That was not the so women. We'll save that That's for the third segment. Just like for some of y'all that do not follow SWAC basketball like the others. He's referring to the men. And we will get into a little talk about those games that took place this past weekend. We'll give you some early indicators of what's taking place this weekend as we get to the midway mark. After this weekend, that's nine games down. You're halfway through the season. Man, does it fly! It seems like just the other day, we were finishing up with the celebration bowl and trying to figure out how do we turn the curve and get people in basketball. Well, uh, if you're not into it now, don't be careful. You can blink, you're going to miss it. It'll be the tournament time. With that, us. we will be right back after this break. We'll get into the top five major division. Stop with the women. We'll be right back after this break.
6: Itchy. Squirmy. Scratchy.
0: Family not getting clean. Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get him. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture,
6: your family can use less while still getting clean goodbye itchy squirm hello clean bottom (laughs) (laughs) we all go why not enjoy
0: the go with Charmin?
1: at hampton law our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns as your trusted legal advisor we believe in sophisticated personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit THamptonLaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407. 494 1471 thamptonlawcom
0: No No, you
1: want
3: him?
0: Ooh, I like him. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. Bounty picks up messes quicker and each sheet is two times more absorbent so you can use less. He's an eight.
6: He's a nine.
0: Bounty, the quicker picker-upper.
6: From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars visit our website, www.SlowBurnWaco.com. That's www.SlowBurnWaco.com.
0: When it comes to professional learning, teachers deserve better. From the leader in online learning, Stride brings you the Stride Professional Development Center, an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that gives teachers choice and flexibility, allowing them to learn anytime and anywhere our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours it's time you take charge of your learning visit us today to get started
3: compress the annulated data with your hip hop if you know them like i know them they're gonna tell you if your team if they want to a lot so listen to professor yes sir, yes, sir. and pay attention because well, I- he gonna teach a lesson yeah.
4: This is Dr. Ville inside the HBC Sports Lab. Great conversation going on in regards to those uh, following us, particularly on Facebook. Obviously, we we are on YouTube Live uh, at BCSN uh, following those updates. We'll talk a little bit there. Uh, I want to give a little update in terms of Byron giving some great information about Florida public colleges and universities, about the minimum amount of pay that they can pay a coach 250K, Uh, Which means if you want to go above that, uh, that that money has to come from outside sources such as boosters, alumni. I think Silas brings in a great uh, thought process about uh, excited about FAMU and Texas Southern for that fact. Getting their individual, but his concern in regards to how it was done and maybe usurping athletic directors authority. We had a conversation about that a week ago at the end of the show. We're going to do that again uh, because my man, uh, Kendrick Hooks, dropped a, a HBCU bomb out there today about some D2 programs moving up. It's kind of been sneaking around a little bit. Those insiders mm-hmm. have had the information. Now it's starting to flood a, a little bit of outside it. And he's a Tuskegee alum. He does D2 HBCU football. Uh, guy Twitter, he does a show with uh, Stephen Gaither and uh, uh, Chris Ferguson, Excellent show they do during the fall about HBCU football at the D two level. Got to challenge Stephen Gaither to do some more shows uh, at the basketball level for D two. Find some basketball guys he can do the show with as you bring it in there because that was some great information. We need to make sure that we pub all of our HBCUs, um, particularly those at the D two level. We focus on all of them, but others focus on the swack and MEAC. The last segment we're gonna get in a little bit of that discussion and allow uh, Charles and Mike. Ask me, and I'll flip the script and be in the host, and we'll get into that dialogue, and I'll give some thoughts. They want to tease a little bit in regards to important of that in higher education. We have to remember that an individual, AD, provost, or the president do not have the authority to hire, particular people with contracts, mm. contracts in public institutions. State organizations or federal organizations have to go through a very thorough process. And I think people confuse that of the power five when they make quick hires. A lot of that money that they are getting comes from outside sources, boosters, and et cetera. So we'll take a deeper dive in that. But I want to remind you that uh, we need to be careful about thinking because we're misled if we think a president, provost, or an ad vp of athletics at a public institution has to write to hire anybody with a contract or hire a contractor to do some work that has to be done with the approval of the board all they do is make recommendations that includes deans all right with that being said let's get into the top five of the women's major division again we'll come back get some more discussion so y'all keep that going into this dialogue there. But let's get in this major division of basketball. Great games this past weekend. Some things changed around. Teams dropped out, dropping out this week. Cook Cookman Wildcats. Uh 13 and 7. They fall to 4-3 and three in the conference play. Had a tough weekend, uh losing uh, a game, winning one, bouncing back and forth. But that's two weekends in a row where they hadn't been able to kind of string some wins together, if you would. So they fall to 13, 7, and 4 and 3 and fall out of the pole. Also receiving votes, Bethune-Cupin continues to receive votes, 39. Southern Jaguars are also receiving votes. They had a big weekend. They're doing that win-loss thing as well, though, 6-12, and 4-3. So you see a lot of teams in the mix in the middle uh, in the SWAC race uh, with a lone star up there in the SWAC kind of getting it done. Not so much in the MEAC. A lot of people juggling up. We'll see what that means. But let's get in the top five. We do have a new team in the top five and they enter at number five. That's UAPP. the Golden Lions, 10 and 10 on this season, Five and uh, two as they get rolling, two big wins this past weekend, 52 points. They were not ranked, as you know, at number five, bringing us to number four. The Gramlin State Tigers, they do the win and loss, but they stay in the mix. They stay at number four. In fact, Gramlin State Tigers at 11 and 7, 5 and 254 points uh, as they are ranked number four. Bring us to number three. Norfolk State Spartans, they're out of the MIAC getting in the top three thing as they are 15 and 5, 4 and 1, 61 points. They stay at number three and at number two. North Carolina A&T State Aggies, they're rolling. They win two wins just like Norfolk State over the weekend and they climbed to 12 and 6 overall, 6 and 1 in the Colonial. I know, I know that's the uh, coastal athletic. Association association but once colonial i'm gonna call you what your mama call you how you found it colonial? <laughs> 73 remaining at number two at number one two big wins jackson state tigers beating up on folks in fact 12 and 6 to 7 and 0 only team at the division one level perfect in conference play are the ladies over there at jackson state eight first place votes all 80 points and remain number one in week number four jackson state tigers remain number one in the ranking getting it done uh, with that being said, let me go to you, Mike. What are your thoughts on week number four? Dr. Bill's inside the HBCU top five poll rankings for the women.
2: Not, not not a problem whatsoever with the women's major ranking. There's Jackson State and there's everybody else. But beware of UAPB. Mm. They are they are climbing the ranks. The the one caveat I have to say with UAPB as if you look at the standings and where they are they are somewhere in the tops in terms of scoring the problem the problem is in defense um and and allowed points so they're scoring uh 76 points a game but allowing 70 so that may be an achilles tendon uh i don't know also rebounding are, they, are there certain points in the game they're getting rebound out rebounding but Beware of UAPB. They are climbing the ranks. I expect a few more victories, um, but there's Jackson State and everybody else. Uh, let's be let's be clear. But watch out for UAPB. Um, they have moved up. I think from number six to number four in the rankings and total team scoring. So watch out when you have a team that's scoring that much. They're a scoring juggernaut, but they allow a lot of points and they allow rebounds. I don't know what the size of their backcourt is. Something I have to take a look at, but beware of that team. But as far as your rankings on spot on point. Thank you, Mike.
4: With that being said, let's go to Charles and see what he thoughts about thinks about the top five, I should say. I think, I think you're spot
5: on, but I, I would my caveat, it would be Jackson State and North Carolina N.T. and everybody else. Uh, what they're doing over in the, in the Colonial Athletic uh, has been impressive. Six and one <laughs> start thus far uh, through January. I think the most impressive <laughs> thing about Jackson State to me, they do not have a top ten score. They do not have a top ten player uh, in terms of rebounding. Uh, I believe uh, Angel Jackson – Angel Jackson might be ninth in the the conference in rebounding, but they really give it to you on the defensive end. Uh, They really turn up the pressure. Very impressive. Uh, They're allowing
2: only 58 points a game. Only 58 points They're doing. They're doing something deep. They're they're scoring 25 points more than they allow the other team. So I agree with you. They don't have a, a standout score, but they're only allowing 58 points. You do that. You can win most games.
5: And there's a point where they hit another gear. You know, I, I think I was looking at the game with Bethune-Cookman uh, and the score was uh, in the third quarter. You know, Jackson State was up only two and then all of a sudden they hit the gas pump. So yep. I, I think, you know, it's just impressive to know that they have another gear. Uh, I always say it's going to be, to me, impressive. Uh, I think when Jackson State comes out to uh, Texas, and does Texas two-step uh, for whatever reason. Uh, yep. It's always a dog fight when they go down to uh, yep. and So uh, I'm going to be paying close attention to that game. But you talk about a team that's been playing with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, Jackson State has come out uh, extremely impressive. Uh, after taking one on the chin last year in the SWAC tournament, it's like it's almost as though they're, they're coming playing this season with, with a, a lot more to prove. Charles
4: is just... I don't know. Charles makes a big deal and worried about the little things. <laughs> Let me talk about this line Jack- Jackson State, first quarter 28, second quarter 23 to 18, third quarter 23 to 15. Oh, fourth quarter, yeah, 24 to 15. Uh, Bethune Cook outscores them, but they lose 81 to 65. They built such a lead in the cushion, yeah. Okay, they get two, it gets like they hit get another gear, yeah. I just- uh, with that being said, what other game excited you this past weekend that kind of said hmm,
5: interesting UAPB whether it's MIAC or SWAC UAPB so. over Grambling.
4: I think that was yeah, absolutely
5: that was the one that caught my eye in terms of uh, uh UAP getting the victory over Gramlin. I was curious to see what was going to happen in that game, and uh, like you mentioned, Mike, uh, UAPB you, you got to keep an eye on them, they are one of the more talented teams. When you're talking about Zay Green, who can take over a game, Karaya Beck, Maya Pete. Veteran ball club, uh, they will be right there in the mix once we get to the tournament.
4: Yeah, they were really solid, dominated at the half. Uh, Credit to Gremlin, they had a big third quarter uh, where they at least outscored them, but it was only by three. Uh, But they, uh, Pine Bluff Golden Lions got it done in that fourth quarter, 15 to 11, to ensure the victory, winning 56 to 49. Mike, what are your thoughts on some of the games this past weekend? Anything out of the Miac, or, uh, as Charles alluded to, in terms of the Coastal with North Carolina NT, t What excited you about some of the games this past weekend that stood out?
2: Well, well I, looked, <clears throat> I looked at the Norfolk State game. And, you know, if you look at their past games, you look at their last five games, then you look at the margin of victory. In that game. And then you look compared to others. So, you know, let's, you know, take us, you know, they beat Morgan State by 20. They beat Coppin State by 16, 17. Uh, they put a serious W on University of Washington, <clears throat> Mary. So while it wasn't a good, their only loss was to Howard, which is somewhere in the middle of the pack. But I think they're making the case and solidifying their dominance. Um, with their, especially you know, with their win over Morgan State, so I will be honest. I would like to see you know how they come up. They got a stretch against Delaware State, Maryland, Eastern Shore, and then South Carolina. But that one against North Carolina Central will be interesting. So though that that game and how they're playing, um, they're pretty much solidifying themselves as the masters of the MEAC at least at this point in the the 23 24 season and then Coppin State is a distant second and you're just like well Coppin State we were talking about them three weeks ago they're one of the leading scorers team scoring is kind of somewhere in the tops in the MEAC. but if you look you know they have a key loss to Norfolk State uh, their margin of victory has been tight they've had to pay to win some tough games either by defense or out rebounding so it's Norfolk State right now. And that last game kind of showed me. I saw glimpses of that. And they're a scoring juggernaut right now.
4: Man, I like that game that you pulled out when you talk about the MEAC. Going into this, Charles and I, and yourself from Thursday particularly, talked about the fact that on the MEAC side, that was a game to watch. That Coppin State, Norfolk, and then Coppin and Howard. Um, while um, Norfolk won by eight, it was a very competitive game. Obviously, uh, the Eagles came in there. Three and oh in conference race. They took that loss, but then they bounced back on Monday and got a huge Ooh. victory over Howard that was playing pretty well. Uh they won by five, so it was a really good contest back and forth in a lot of ways throughout it. Um they lost on the road to Norfolk, then they come home and get the game at Howard. So fascinating for Coppin to put themselves in the position to be at four and one and really pushing Norfolk to continue to do what they get done. So uh great points when you talk about their coming into this weekend. Uh, On the women's side, I'm not sure big matchups here. You had Coppin in North Carolina Central, Delaware State in Norfolk State, uh, Howard in Maryland Eastern Shore, Morgan State in South Carolina. Those games are on Saturday. On Monday, you got the Morgan, North Carolina Central, Howard at Delaware State, uh, Norfolk uh, at Maryland Eastern Shore, and Coppin at South Carolina State. Uh, Nothing in terms of those competitive teams in the mix. Obviously, Maryland Eastern Shore Central, and Howard are all at three and two. So they have a chance to see if they can uh, really stay uh, behind Norfolk State and Coppin State that seem to be pushing it. So that's where you're going there. In terms of the SWAT this weekend, as I said, this gets you to your halfway mark. So it'll be uh, intriguing to see those teams that get into those nine games. Uh, Some of them play the ninth game on Saturday, and then you have some, obviously, that have their Saturday-Monday. So you have your six big games on Saturday, FAMU, Alabama a and and Jackson State. That uh, border war, if you would, should be fascinating. What's going yep. on, that's the one that's prudential in New Jersey. So you'll get a chance to watch that on TNT, so make sure you check it out. Uh, you have Southern and Alcorn, obviously another border war. Anybody that from these parts know how that goes down. Both teams are playing really well. Uh, particularly, Alcorn has won three straight they they seem to ride the ship, so they have Southern at home. Uh, Southern had big victories this past weekend, too. So fascinating with that. You have the Texas rivalry, Texas Southern, Prairie View, uh, Bethune-Cookman, Alabama State. When I say Alcorn, that's on men's side. Obviously, we're talking about women now. Uh, but Pine Bluff at Valley. Uh, so fascinating to see what that looks like on Monday. Grambling, Alcorn, Pine Bluff at Prairie View uh, in terms of the remake. Uh, of that game that was canceled earlier because of the weather. so You get that in on Monday, so it's fascinating to see what that looks like. Southern at Jackson State, FAMU at Alabama State, and Bethune-Cookman at Alabama A&M. Any thoughts on the swag side of that for you, Charles, any game that you got your eyes on, either Saturday or Monday or both? Rivalry
5: games. always. I always pay attention to rivalry games, so Texas Southern at Prairie View. Um, grandma at Jackson State. Intriguing. I kind of like
4: that one. Yeah. And that's going to be intriguing because this time the ladies get all the shine because the men yeah. are stay. and so they're at home, and so everybody's going to be there to really kick it out. Folks get a chance early uh, to probably go out to the sports bars, have some maybe home contests to check out that game, and then they come in there to the arena and see the women do what they do. So I'm fascinated. Good one to pick. Uh, Mike, in terms of swag, what are you looking at?
2: Same thing. Um, Southern's got to take the Mississippi trip. So, um, and then, you know, if you look at Grambling, you know, Grambling, uh, as Chuck alluded to, they've got Jackson State and Alcorn State. That Jackson State, Patrick, uh, it really, you know, it kind of, you know, you kind of, all right, that's a big game. But depending on how that game goes, you know, Alcorn State is somewhere number eight, nine in the SWAC. But depending on how you play, could you have a lap down against Alcorn State on the road? So th- those, those games, that game really, that whole trip intrigues me a little bit. I'll be watching that one. When you talk about that, you go
4: over there and want to show some love for Colonial, North Carolina A&T um, on Friday. Uh, they have University of North Carolina uh, Wilmington. Shouldn't be a problem there, obviously, in-state, so you want to make sure you do what's necessary for your recruiting battles. Got to take care of your business. Wilmington only has three wins on the season, and then you host uh, Northeastern for that matchup. With that, let's get into our next break. We'll come back on the side, and we'll talk about the major division uh, for the men. Top five, see what these gentlemen think of week number four for the major division of the men. Stick with us, be right back after this second break.
6: If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is Always Ultra Thin's Reinvented with the
1: Always Triple Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thin's. This is always like never before.
5: The Cuvay Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a Certified Constant Contact Specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay.
0: As technology continues to bring changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one-size-fits-all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-size learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators whether you're a teacher, school or district visit us today to take charge of your learning. You Compress the analytical data with your hip hop if you know i like I know them
3: they gonna tell you if your team if they want a lot less about so listen to professor yes sir, yes, sir. and pay attention cuz he gonna teach
4: a lesson. Yes. This docville with inside the HBC sports lab let's jump right into it in terms of the major division for the men. We had two teams drop out this week, man, taking the double L's. It was tough on some teams that were in the top five that were playing some really good basketball. Mm. Well, they got thumped. And uh that causes you to fall out when it's only top five. People put in that work, and they're going to jump in. Who was that? One out of the MEAC and one out of the swack. In terms of the MEAC, that was Delaware State Hornets, 10 and 11, 3 and 2. That should be Jackson State Tigers, 8 and 12, as they fall to 5 and 2. Both teams lost over the weekend in terms of taking those L's. So who's receiving votes? Um, that would be none other than Grand uh, grandma state tigers at eight and 12, five and two, as well as Delaware state Hornets, 10 and 11, three and two, uh, 40 and 38 points respectively, looking to get back in the mix as they look to get it done. Let's get into the top five to see who jumped in the poll. Both of them jumped in the poll, just edging in Alabama state Hornets. They're hot. Up, uh, none other than Texas Southern that is just outside receiving votes a little further down than Delaware State uh, playing some really good basketball. <laughs> Alabama State went to the wire on the road here in Houston uh, after winning a game on Saturday. Uh, so they fall a 10-10, and 5-2, 10, but after a red-hot start, and because of those double losses, they do find their way in the top five. Mm. But that being said, what about number four? The Southern Jaguars bounce back a bit. After kind of taking a dip, they get two big wins. They are up to 10 and 9 overall, 5 and 2 in the conference race, 71 points. They were not ranked, but they jump into the top five with two big wins over the weekend. At number three, Norfolk State Spartans, they're rolling 14 and 8, 4 and 1 in conference play, two big wins themselves, two first place votes, 89. They stay at three because of the top two teams above them continue to win as well. That is number two. Out of the MIAC, also North Carolina Central, they had that classic game at home against Norfolk State. It'll be fascinating with that rematch. But because of that, they edge out Norfolk State 12 and 8, along with the big win, four and one, two W's, third three first place votes as they add one at 100 points. But they remain at number two, bringing us to Tennessee State Tigers who remain at number one, 12 and nine, five and three. Just one conference game this week. But they went on the road and got a big one with six first play votes as they dropped one. But they still remain at the top with 105 points. Previous ranked number one for the second consecutive week, the Tennessee State Tigers remain at number one in the top five ranking for the men. With that being said, let me go to you, Charles. What What are your thoughts on the major division for the men this week in week number four? Big win last night
5: for Texas Southern uh, taking down Alabama state the Alabama state came into that game uh, five and one sitting on top of the conference. Uh, I think that was a huge win at home for Texas Southern uh, being able to knock off Alabama state very impressive team uh, getting an opportunity to see Alabama state up close uh, in terms of some of the things that they do uh, TJ Madlock is a tremendous scorer. a guy can can get in the lane and cause. A lot of havoc and confusion, but uh, he had a, a great game last night. I think I looked up at one point at 17 points and seven rebounds, so uh, he gets it done on on both ends of the court. Uh, Tennessee State, big one this upcoming week. Uh, Thursday, they get a uh, conference lead. Morehead State, Morehead State, interestingly enough, 10 and 0 at home, but six and five on the road. Tennessee State hosting Morehead uh, this Thursday. I think that's going to be a great game.
4: Yeah, I like what you're saying when you talk about those, those matchups there. When you look at the SWAC, as you talked about, Texas Southern with that big win, it just puts them a half a game out of first. Yeah. At 5-3, and three, they do have three teams above them with two losses, which is Grambling, Grambling State Tigers that do have that head-to-head win with Southern Tigers and Jaguars that also had 5-2, and two. and Alabama State that took that loss to Texas Southern sits in 5-2. and two. So it's fascinating to see what that looks like, Southern had to win over Texas Southern earlier, rambling as well as Texas Southern. But we're kind of seeing, at least from the first half of the season, how things are shaping up. Should be a fascinating race going down the stretch. Um, as we look at that, Mike, in terms of the top five, what are your thoughts on the top five in week number four?
2: Nah, uh, you know, i am saying again, the man, this is twice in a row, no issue whatsoever with your top five. I think it's appropriately. Done. I, I think you have to watch out for Texas Southern. Not only did they go through both Alabama's this past weekend, they have a head-to-head win against Grambling State. Grambling State's number two under Southern, so watch out for Texas Southern. They clawing their way up to the top. Then
4: I'm with Texas Southern. They do have that tough loss to Jackson State. They have lost to Southern, so it's. And those were on the road, so they certainly are playing much better at home. We'll see what that looks like. Charles, any team in the middle of that you're like, hey, watch out for this team? They, they might be gelling, getting hot. Well, Ooh, mean, in, uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, or are you thinking about somebody else?
5: Well, uh, I mean, I, I was actually looking at Norfolk State because they got a real good one. They host Delaware State uh, this upcoming weekend. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing if uh, Delaware State can take the show on the road. Uh, to an always uh, hostile environment when you talk about playing Norfolk State. But back to your question, I mean, those teams in the middle, who can make that jump? Uh, what can Bethune-Cookman do on the road? We, we know what they can do at home. That was huge last night. Fun stuff happens on Monday night. Alcorn goes in Bethune-Cookman and gets a win
4: on national TV, hostile environment. Uh, that was a nice game. Yeah. We yeah. were cheat- cheating as we were sitting courtside. Uh, watching Texas Southern and doing timeout breaks. We'd go to the screen as we have watching the game, and we'd get in there, and then we'd have to pop back up. Boy, it's fascinating. Beautiful thing when you can watch these games on on various platforms and, and, and take a cheat code, if you would, of what's going on. Fascinating. As you talk about Norfolk, 4-1, one, one of the hottest teams out there, four straight wins, to your point, three in conference. Uh, but check this out. South Carolina State sits at 3-2. and two. New coach in there making moves. Three straight wins uh, as they've got some big wins, including they won on Saturday where they got the buzzer beater against Delaware State. That was a red-hot team, a team that took it hard. I told you they took two L's, but they were close one. Uh, Delaware State is still playing pretty good, even though they lose at the buzzer uh, at home. uh, I mean, on the road, uh, as you would, to South Carolina State, the Bulldogs, and then North Carolina Central gets them at well and just clips them to get by let, in that matchup,
2: let, you talk about, but you talk about top teams. You can't normally. I'm a critic of Tennessee State. Now look at their schedule; they have a four-game winning streak. So you say they beat Lindenwood, number number whatever at the bottom of the at the bottom of the OVC, but they beat Tennessee Tech, Western Illinois, Eastern Illinois, one of which is number two under the team they're getting ready to play. Morehead. I'll be interested to see SCB mentioned. How they, even if they don't win, how they match up against Moorhead State, the number one team in the OVC. But Tennessee State make no bones about it. They're number two in the OVC in scoring. They're they're in tops and rebounding and other defensive. This is a very strong Tennessee State team. Make no bones about it. So I'll be interested to see how they fare. Win or loss against Moorhead State. Yeah, they
4: started really well in the non-conference. Shout out to Alabama a and They got them at home, I must add, in terms of SWAC uh, OVC matchup against two HBC programs. They got that win over number two Western Illinois, but that Moorhead matchup, that's a Thursday game at 7 o'clock, to your point. One to keep your eyes on to see if Tennessee State continue with the magic as they started off slowing OVC but now are getting hot. When you talk about the SWAC, though, there's a couple of teams red hot. Uh, that you may not be focused on, uh, that is, if you would, uh, Pine Bluff. <laughs> Pine Bluff has quietly uh, got, uh what, three wins in a row in terms of what they're getting done. Uh Well, they just had the one win, but they've uh, snuck up and all of a sudden they're looking at four and three. Uh The Braves with three straight wins. Quietly after kind of taking it to the cheek early Uh, should get some people nervous. You know how it is when they start to get the roll in which included that tough road win on Monday, which Charles says look out for. Anytime you get that road win on Monday, particularly after getting it done against Raleigh and Tallahassee on Saturday. Um, week, that's pretty that, significant to get that. That's another one. on The, road. I'd, I'd like, the other team like that has won a couple going, of games in a row with Southern. As I told you, two in a row in Texas Southern Tigers. Go ahead, Mike.
2: I'm sorry. I'd like to see them going through the state of Alabama you got a, top, a hot Southern team and a good Gremlin State. I want to see how they fare, again, going through the state of Louisiana against side, Southern England. Side home,
5: Tennessee State, Moorhead State, keep an eye on Christian Brown, uh, guard for Tennessee State. He's averaging almost 15 points a game, uh, 46% from the
4: field, 40% yep. from behind the arc. He can knock down some threes.
2: Kid, kid can bang him.
4: When you talk about those key matchups, some of the rivalry, Prairie View, Texas Southern. That's going to be interesting to keep your eyes on. Can Prairie View turn the curve and get it done? Obviously, they have that makeup game uh, on Monday with Pine Bluff, who's like I said, pretty hot. So it's fascinating to see if you get the highs of playing your rivalry game, whether you win or lose it, then you come back and usually have that Monday off. But now you got to play Lisa's at home, but you got to play Pine Bluff. Kind of interesting to keep your eyes on what that looks like in terms of that matchup. Uh, With Valley doing, I mean, with Pine Bluff doing the same thing, taking on uh, Valley on Saturday, Uh, their rival, if you would, that's on the road. So they go from Valley all the way to Texas getting back there. So I'm intrigued to what that looks like. I know it's early, but midway, Mark, give us some indication of what things are looking like. With that, let's go into our last break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll get into some of this discussion of what's hot, what's out there in terms of, uh, D2 HBCU programs are heating up the discussion. We've loved to talk about conference churning. Will it take place? Particularly going from D2 to FCS, it's been a while since we had some teams move up. Most of them lately have moved back down Is the last time we've seen that. So get your thoughts on that. And we can get into some of the discussion also, again, with VP ADs in regards to coaching search. Mike kind of put that out there in terms of time. And I think he's right in terms of the length of what that looks like. Uh, but I do think we have to be careful to make sure that we're looking at, at it from the lens of FCS D2 status versus the Power 5 and how quick they get stuff. Stick with us, we be right back after this last break. It looks like Charles is focused and ready to go in. So now I'm getting a little nervous, so let me get this break to make sure I get my uh, stamina back and be ready to go into this. Stick with us, we right back after this last break.
3: and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentJAX.
6: The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Cover's voice time and time again. Conversational. Powerhouse, intelligent and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K E A V E R S V O I C E dot com. Covers voice, covers voice, covers voice Always on, all the time. No.
0: Nope.
3: Nope. want him?
0: Ooh, I like him
1: quick the quicker picker-upper bounty picks up messes quicker and each sheet is two times more absorbent so you can
0: use less he's an eight he's a nine bounty the quicker picker-upper
6: from novice to aficionado find yourself here high quality cigars plus personal customer service slow burn is waco's only Mobile Cigar Lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com.
3: Compress the analytic data with your hip hop if you know them like I know them they 'em. They're gonna tell you if your team if they wanna yeah, loud.
4: So, listen to professor, professor. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. pay attention. Boy, he teach yes, a yes. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. As I said earlier, uh, Kendrick Hooks put out there in regards that uh, he's going to have to get into a little bit of mix. Uh, he did it on X, formerly known as Twitter, jumped out there talking about us, essentially alluding to uh, Morehouse and maybe even Tuskegee. So, Charles, with that going to let you jump in here as we talk about the framework of these HBCU D2 programs looking at moving up. And the question becomes, are you joining the MEAC? Are you joining the SWAC? Uh, a lot of people assume uh, that if Morehouse makes the move, uh, whether that's the talk, the strategic plan, how soon that may be, uh, are, are leaning towards the MEAC. Uh, but the SWAC is out there as well. And now you're starting to hear whether it's Tuskegee, uh, will there be a domino effect if Morehouse moves? Uh, Miles College, Clark Atlanta, Benedict, Edward Waters has really been doing it at the D two level. Obviously, just moved up, but in terms of the you know the shade that they're putting out there, all the good news they're putting out there, and how they market the program, you know, some people are saying, "Hey, maybe you push that way." Virginia State has always been one of the programs that interests a lot of folks. Bowie State, quietly folks want to see them maybe doing it, maybe than they have really talked about. Uh, and then some people even find a way to sneak in Fayetteville State to surprise you with that. So, well, Charles, what gets into your mind? How do you want to open this up?
5: Well, the first question I would ask, you know, if I'm a, a fan of Morehouse or I'm a fan of Tuskegee, is first and foremost, how are we going to do this? I mean, uh, you know, the proverbial house way. you know, what are the barriers to entry? And does bumping up to Division One is that in our actual best interest? And then the second part to that is, and you mm-hmm. preach preached this for a long time, how key is that Atlanta market in regards to uh, whether it's the swack or the MEAC getting there first?
4: I think the first part of that uh, is really a tough question and a fair question. You know, is it our best interest? And I think we have to be careful because what we'll do is we'll put our thoughts on what is our best interest. This is when we need to disaggregate HBCUs and really look at the particular HBCU that we are speaking of moving from NCAA Division II to uh, Division I at the FCS level. In this case, Morehouse. One of the things that we know about Morehouse is in terms of their endowment. Uh, the funds that they have associated uh, with that institution. So while a lot of people will talk about them not really seeming to care about athletics, and I think for most of us, that's from a football perspective, because anybody has followed Morehouse at the Division II level understands that they have a really good basketball program um, uh, that's been in the mix for many years uh, and been in the hunt baseball is pretty solid in terms of what they do as well in track and field. So they've had some some, you know, some ability to navigate their space in the other sport, but not so much in football. If you go back further enough, you can go back to Doug Williams uh, in terms of what he was able to do that could show you that if Morehouse gets the right coach that they can win. And so in that case, I think it's about whether Morehouse decides that this is in their best interest to move up. And are they going to allocate the resources? They have the resources. Are they going to make the resources available? And so I think that's a bigger question uh, to decide whether they want to do that. I don't think we can really answer that until we sit down, look at their strategic plan or ask them, you know, why are they doing this? Another thing that we don't often look at is, is there a marketing or brand awareness that's part of this? And would putting Morehouse at the Division One, at the brand level, not only playing in HBC Division One programs, as you've seen recently, or what they've been able to do, play Howard, whether that's on football or whether that's in basketball and those Mondays, there's been a lot of interest, a lot of eyes on that. So if you take it up and commit and play at the Division One level, the finances necessary to be competitive in the MEAC, whatever that average money is, uh, more similar to what they do in terms of power. That's going to be interesting looking at that. So I think we need to be careful and really consider why are they doing it? You know, is this something they want to do that's strictly about athletics or is it in the big vision of where they, they want Morehouse to go in regards to the brand analysis? And you really could do that with any of the schools that I said, whether it's Tuskegee, Edward Waters, uh, even Benedict, you know, what does that look like? The state schools in terms of Virginia State or Fayetteville State, Bowie State, or even if you go back to SIEC uh, with uh, Fort Valley State or Albany State uh, in terms of the enrollment, what does that look like where they are in terms of being average size of uh, some of the schools in the MEAC? Where do those schools fit? And that needs to be done, apples to apples, meaning. Public school to public school, private school to private school. Regards to that. Um, before you follow up, Charles, uh, let me let Mike jump in here and see if he wants to ask a follow-up question in terms of his thought process of where he wants to go in that. School.
2: So uh, we talked about a lot of factors. I guess um, we talked about branding. We talked about is it necessarily what's best for us, and that to me takes an objective point of view, and it depends on the university who we talked about who's first in in getting to the Atlanta market. Uh, One of the things we, you know, we, you know, we also have to talk about is revenue and what this means potentially for other sports as well. Um, You know, basketball or spring sports, how does it impact them as well? Uh, Travel schedule as well has go comes into as a factor in that total analysis. So as you put a budget together, you know what's the best travel schedule what's the best alignment schedule and then you and then also you start talking about branding and then potential revenue and which is best you know from a branding standpoint to enter that Atlanta market the other thing I, I want to talk is when you make that move other things is the facilities um there they're typically is as facility requirements depending on what NCAA says at different levels, you guys are probably better experts than I, but I know that there are requirements for certain facilities when making that kind of jump. Do either, does either facility, are they in a place to meet those requirements as well? So those are three, three more factors that always come into the fray of the discussion when you're talking about moving or making that kind of move
4: yeah I think that I'm glad you brought that up when you talk about facilities, and I'll jump right back to you, Charles, because I see you want to get in there, and I'll be quick with this. Um, be careful in terms of facility NCA, because that's the case at the FDS level. At the FCS Division one level, there's really not any frameworks to facility requirements. Um, there are some very small Division one programs uh, in terms of the basketball facility. Now, what people look at usually is like whatever conference you're going to, to be competitive in terms of the recruiting landscape, you really want to make sure that your facilities are on par with your conference type of uh, individuals that you're working with. Well, that leads to but it's not, it's not based on, you know, said minimum requirements, right? Okay. Yeah. To that point. You think about Morehouse, the basketball facility is part of the Olympics. So it's older, but size-wise, it's pretty good there. Go ahead, Charles.
5: Well, what is it about the market environment now to where Morehouse or Tuskegee is looking at the the, the bump up to Division One athletics? I mean, it, it's it's <laughs> like it's Morehouse, okay? It's Tuskegee. We we know about their alums. So so what 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 is it? What is it? Why why didn't they do this? You know. 15 20 years ago, well, what is it about the market now that uh where they might have the itch?
4: First thing is, is the you know, the president. I always tell folks that you know, a lot of this happens to go with the president. What is the president's strategic plan? What is their vision at a given time? So, that's a lot of this is that you got a different leader that sees that this is important. I think we can't. Uh, besmirch that the MEAC has had a serious interest of reaching out to schools. And so in that case, you're educating folks and you're wanting. So it's easier for you, you to seek to be somewhere when somebody says they want you versus you going to seek if somebody wants you. So I think that's part of it too. We need to be frank with that. So that's a great question and point what has changed. Part of the, the fact that the MEAC uh, has been really active in terms of seeking out some programs that they feel a good fit that um that they will work with uh talking about how do they uh go to division one fcs and make it work right so you have your own thoughts of what that looks like uh, but if you have conferences that talk to you about all right this is how we can help you facilitate the move these are the ways we get things which a lot of those questions you may have now become answered. You also have the success. Let's be frank, HBCUs have had a renaissance uh, since COVID uh, has taken place, Uh, the tragedy in terms of the murder of George Floyd, which is a scary thing to think about, but we've seen that interest in HBCUs in general uh, take place. Uh, because of those things so i think a lot of that is part of this too is that there's a renewed interest in hbcus and that focus point uh even with the SWAT in its expansion now folks are saying i want a piece of this i I want to get a little more of that light as well and while we're getting some great shine over here in the Mm ciaa or the siac we might see if we want a little more of that shine in the MIAC or the SWAT.
5: And probably the last piece of this question is how does Morehouse navigate the Title IX, uh, uh, the Title IX requirement in terms of
4: uh, of answering that? It's it's easy for them. They don't have, it's a it's a men's school, it's a fair yeah. question, but it's a men's yeah. school. I, you, you can't challenge me for title nine when I don't have anything to buttress it against. Is that Title IX is that? about is there- being. Is there a requirement in
5: figure,
4: to women's sports to to women? No. Okay. Uh, I again, I can't force an institution uh, that doesn't have uh, that component in their sure. institution. It's an institution. So all male institution. So it is judged just on that. And so if you read the NCA, it talks about if you have both there, you know what are the minimum requirements. But it also tells you what do you have to have if you have just men's sports. You know. What are the numbers? So they would follow under that criteria of what you would need for uh, men's sports in terms of that. So sure. uh, I think that is a, a unique question, but it's not one that it seems like you get with the gotchas. So fascinating when you talk about what that looks like. Uh, any last question that you wanted to ask, Mike, uh, in terms of this discussion here?
2: No, the, the, I think the other piece that we really didn't delve into is kind of the travel piece and the budgeting you know, depending on which conference. Uh, that's a whole different, you know, the subject in and, of, in and of itself.
4: No, I think that's a, that's a really important question, so I, I'm glad you brought it out. Um, I think one thing that we need to be careful, because we tend just to look at it very static. You know, what is the distance from Atlanta to Delaware State? Um, but th- we need to look at that at a given sport, And does that sport really travel? So, for example, as you all are well aware in the SWAT, people always talk about this travel. But really the travel is in um, football, and that's once a week in regards to what that looks like. And you're talking about out of 11 games, you're talking about eight, maybe nine if you want to get it there, conference games. Half of those games will be at home. Half of those games at road on the road. So you're talking about four or five travel games. That's not a lot. When you think about it, even if you go to the sport of men's and women's basketball, um, you have the fact that you travel uh, playing. What if you have SWAT, they play an 18 game schedule, right? But you go to the MEAC with eight schools. You're only playing 14 games. There's seven at home, seven away. You add, um, to that and you get an extra game. You add two teams, you get an extra two games, so it's not a lot. And for the other sports where you get in there, a lot of times you do division, you travel in pods, uh, you yep. may go to a single location to get games in. So the travel doesn't necessarily have to be extensive as it seems when you think about it, because people look at it very static and say, all right, Morehouse, Atlanta has to travel to Delaware State, or If they're in the SWAC, Morehouse has to travel to Houston or Prairie View, and that's not necessarily the case. Just like the SWAC, when it expanded, it strategically made sure that the Texas schools would not be traveling to Florida and Alabama at the same time. Yeah, right. So vice versa. Florida and Alabama schools are not traveling to Texas or Pine Bluff at the same time. So... There's ways that you can look at decreasing travel costs, even though you're correct overall scheme, you need to understand what that looks like. Let's bring it to a close. Great discussion as we get into it. I'm sure the Twitter worlds will put out there and make it even more focused because they're going to go off uh, whatever interest they want to see in terms of what their thoughts are, which is good. It creates dialogue and talk, but I wanted to kind of frame it in a way that we really got into looking at the business components of it. Did a great job with your questions there. I appreciate you putting me on the spot. As they say, hopefully I lived up to it uh, as the dean of HBCU Sports. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. King Alcobill, the dean of HBCU Sports. Come from Inside the Lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We hope you enjoy it again. We want to thank you for listening. The doctor is Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, as you know, Every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. We'll, we'll look forward to Thursday as we discuss the latest in the news. We'll sneak in there, some mid-major updates to let you know what's going on. Incredible games this past weekend. I hope you had a chance to check out BCSN with those rivalry games as we had it all right here on our channel. You didn't get that anywhere else. We had literally rivalry weekend at the Division II level in the SIC. All that love shown right here on the BCSN. so make sure you download my jvn my bsn app make sure you continue to show us love at vcsn like subscribe all that good information to make sure you can stay up on it and get all your action right here on vcsn as we discuss what has taken place and what will take place as we look forward to next week uh and continue to discuss what's on in the lab follow me dr kenyatta phil that's twitter facebook instagram That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-G-A-C-A-B-I-L Inside the HBCU Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube Inside the HBCU Lab. Dream Big, continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Mike? Lecture. Dismissed.